absolutely monstrous win for the Jazz over the Oklahoma City Thunder. Let's talk about it. It's the Hoops Nerd Show. All right, guys, before we get into it, let's give a shout out to our sponsor, Price Picks. Go to pricepicks.com, use promo code HoopsNerd. They will match up to $100. Guys, it's a lot of fun. You can definitely predict opposing teams against the Jazz are going to score well, like SGA tonight. Holy smokes. He's going to score a lot. And if you go to Price Picks right now, they'll give you free money and it supports the channel up to $100. You put $5 down, just put $5 for fun. Pick six guys and you can go 10 times your money. Guess what? They will give you $5. So it basically doubles it. So anyways, go to prizepicks.com, use promo code HOOPSNERD, and that would be great. All right, let's get into this incredible jazz win tonight. I'm not going to lie. The first half, I mean, and at, at certain points in the third quarter, the jazz were down by 10 at one point, And it really felt like, you know... There was just a lot of talent on the Thunder, and it was lo looking hard for the Jazz to overcome it. But man, did they get some impressive performances from a few guys. But first, let's just check out what Oklahoma City did. The, the Thunder are legit. They're for real. They are so incredibly talented. They were a little tired in this one, and so the Jazz, where they come at you with a 10-man lineup, really wore them out after a double overtime game the night before against the Thunder which went down to the wire. They obviously had to be a little bit tired coming into this one against the Jazz. And even still, just put up incredible numbers. SGA is just remarkable what he's able to do. And, you know, the fact that Chris Dunn did so well on him and he still scores 28 points, 50% from the field, instead of something like 70%, which is what it feels like he can do at any given time against any given team. Uh, he is incredible. So this is a big win for the Jazz. And yes, they got a little bit of help with the home court advantage, with the, with the uh, you know the altitude and the back to back and all that. But guess what? That happens to Utah too. Don't you don't get any excuses for your team when it happens to you. So why do you give it to the other team? The Jazz win this game. It's huge. This is an incredible Thunder team, and honestly, pretty much fully healthy. So, nice win for the Jazz. And by the way, Kaysen Wallace, one for two. Can we start updating the rookie rankings, NBA? Because Keontae George is doing a lot more and being asked to do a lot more. All right? Honestly, I think they trade Josh Giddy at some point to get Kaysen Wallace more minutes because I think he's actually better in a lot of different ways and plays kind of off of Shea really nicely. All right, let's talk about the Jazz. Uh, what a fantastic game, guys. This was incredible. There's things we got to talk about. Uh, Simone Fontecchio, um, you know, I there I put a rumor up tonight. Uh, Zach Lowe had it on his podcast, by the way. Did you read SLC Dunk today? Have you made that a part of your day yet? You've got to go to the Hoops Nerd channel. If you missed the post game, you've got to listen to the post game. And then you've got to go to SLC Dunk and, and read all the stories, okay? Because they're great. We've got trade deadline stories coming out tomorrow. I hope you all go to SLC Dunk. Uh, to a site I know very well because I manage it. But anyways, Simone Fontecchio, there's a rumor from Zach Lowe who said that there are a lot of teams interested in him. And it makes a lot of sense because Fontecchio is a really solid wing and arguably the only wing on the Jazz. I guess Larry Markin plays that, but his best is usually at the power forward. What are you telling me, YouTube? Uh, no. YouTube's telling me to insert ads right now. 
we're not going to. Okay. We already had our ad. But anyways, Larry Markin really plays that power forward position and it's really nice. And then it allow and Simone Fontecchio allows him to do that because Simone Fontecchio plays the wing. You know, he's not as dynamic as you'd like, but he is a knockdown three-point shooter at times. Tonight he misses both threes. It would have been nice, Simone. If you would have knocked these down, but look at this six rebounds, three assists. And what I really liked what Will Hardy did is put him in at the end of the game. That closing lineup was such a good lineup to close the game. Will Hardy, you know, everyone and their dog on Twitter was just praising the heck out of Dinault or however you say his name, their coach. And he is good. He really is awesome. You know, they're calling uh, Josh Giddy the slob wizard, the slob wizard on for the thunder as they get double overtime win against the 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 raptors all right so you know we maybe we can calm down just a tiny bit slob is great but guess what you know who is also a slob wizard will hardy's the slob master then if 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 dinal is the slob wizard then that makes uh then in the order of lord of the rings that makes will hardy the the leader of the white the white wizard the leader of the wizard order okay Radagast the Brown, he pays attention to what Will Hardy does in his slob plays. By the way, if you don't know what slob is, sideline out of bounds play. All right, so we're calling slob wizard Dinault. Well, then then, then Will Hardy is the slob master, okay? Slob master, baby. And one of the things I loved at the end of the game, that's what this podcast... <laughs> is that what you expected from this podcast tonight? I don't know. Slobs and wizards and everything. Basically sounds like nerds, right? Slobs and wizards. <laughs> But anyways, uh, one of the segments I absolutely love from Will Hardy is that the Jazz go up three. I think it was off that Keontae three, which was just beautiful. Just absolutely magic. And then what does Will Hardy do after the Jazz get a stop? Immediately calls timeout. Because he is the slob wizard, sideline out of bounds, master, calls it. Guess what? That's the play they go down. The play breaks, but then they have options, and it goes to Chris Dunn, and then Chris Dunn drives, kicks to, I believe it was Walker Kessler, gets the dunk. Freaking great. Will Hardy is freaking great. Absolutely amazing. Slob master, baby. Kvambor18, my man. Thank you so much. $4.99. You're incredible, Kvambor. Uh, my Keontae rookie of the year bet isn't going to cash, but that doesn't make me any less excited about him. You know what? That was a great odds. It was going to be really tough this year anyway, but he certainly looks like top five rookie easily, you know? And guess what? I mean, we'll get into it, but you know what? He got, he's been looking in the last five games, by the way, looking absolutely remarkable. And, and for the donation, let's just go into it really quick. Uh, or not Tankathon, um, basketball. We're going to look up Keontae George and it won't have tonight's numbers, which were fantastic. Uh, but let's just look at his last five. So here's his last five games. This is a nice thing that Basketball Reference does. Look at his last five games. Uh, going back, his last four in especially. If you just look at his last four, the last five you want to look at because it includes tonight. Is this going to... Are you not going to work for me today, Basketball Reference? Let's go to the thing here. Usually works better. Uh, let's go to the last four. Look at what he's doing tonight. And then this doesn't even include tonight. Look at this. 53% from the field. 40% from three. 23 minutes played. 16 and a half points. 2.3 assists. This went up, by the way, because he had five tonight. And 4.8 rebounds per game. I don't hear it. I'm not seeing him. 
I'm not seeing them. I'm not hearing them. Where are the comments about Keontae? I don't see them. I don't see them. Last five games, he's been dominant. Absolutely crushing fools on the court and crushing commentators. And you have been muted. You are gone. You are gone. Enjoy the enjoy outer darkness for those who decided to go against Keontae George. All right. Enjoy it. Enjoy the mist. All right. So, anyways, Lowry marketing 36 minutes, 12 for 18 from the field, 5 for 7 from three. Perfect from the free throw line. 11 rebounds, two assists, 33 points. All-star stuff. Absolute all-star stuff. He was incredible tonight. And this is against the best team in the Western Conference, at least record-wise. Number one record-wise team. He was incredible. And he was taking shots in isolation at the end of the game. Unbelievable. Getting set up at the three, getting the ball in the post, taking advantage of smaller defenders, and knocking it down. Using his size and scoring, he is getting better and better and better. And Utah just has to find a way to build more with him. It's going to be tough. Next year is going to be really interesting. What can they do to both develop the youth and also compete? It's going to be hard. I don't know if they're going to have a season where they're just kind of laid back. I don't know. Tim McMahon is saying that they are going to think long-term in every decision they make. So we shall see. There is an incredible draft coming up. So I don't know if next year is PTO for for, uh, Lowry. We will see. But whatever you can do, if you can get another star next to him, and maybe that's Taylor Hendricks, but if you can put that guy next to him and just absolutely build this team, you've got the coach that can do it. You've got the front office willing to make the moves and do the hard stuff that it takes to win a championship team. And you've already got a piece or two. Keontae looks like he's one of the pieces, man. He is looking phenomenal. Phenomenal. And so just an incredible night. It cannot be uh, understated how good he is offensively. Now, defensively, there's some work there. Uh, Markkanen was not doing the greatest job on Chet in the first half. It's why Chet was going four for six from three. And at one point in the first half, I was like, Lowry, get out on him. So you know what I think the Jazz really need? They need some defensive wing talent. And it's the hardest thing to get. It is the thing everyone wants. Everyone wants that quarterback in the NFL. Everyone wants the, you know, that star striker in soccer, whatever. You need that wing defender in the NBA that can score. And if you can get that, man, you become championship contender. And for the Utah, that's absolutely what they need. His name's Cooper Flagg, but I don't know how they're going to get him. I don't know. But for now, we can just enjoy how great Lowry Markkinen is. He's remarkable. We should enjoy these wins because they're fun. And this Jazz team is good. They really are. If they can get the pieces, they've got the coach that can do it. They really do. They really do. Um, John Collins had a great night. A great night. 22 points, uh, 9 rebounds. Uh, let's see. He was 9 for 15 from the field. He was playing bully ball, and it was great. Uh, there was an interesting point in the game where in the at the end of the third quarter, they have Walker Kessler come in, and it really spurred some things. And Will Hardy takes Kessler out, and really it was so that he could bring Kessler back in at the end, which he did. But those minutes where where uh, they had Kelly Olynyk in, they had John Collins in, Keontae George, and all this, they're in the on the floor, and and it was like it was 
sphincter tightening time. And guess what? John Collins came up monster. He had those buckets inside. Big time stuff. So you've just got to appreciate John Collins and what he does. He plays 29 big minutes tonight. You know, the Jazz got great minutes from both their centers. You know, people talk about Walker Kessler. He played 20 minutes tonight and he had a big impact on the game. But I would say that John Collins was pretty darn impactful as well. And especially that stretch at the beginning of the fourth quarter was huge. Was huge. You know, the three ball hasn't been quite falling quite as much. He doesn't take a lot of them, but it has. I think that's like one for six in the last two. It would be nice to see that falling just a little bit more, but it's okay. Uh, Colin Sexton has been a little bit in a drought. Uh, I think the scouting report is out on him a little bit, and we are seeing uh, we are seeing trade rumors with him. He is absolutely one of the players the Jazz have declared is available if people want. Now the question is, what are they going to give? I, Zach Lowe talked about it, and he said, you know, if someone gives you a bad first round pick and matching salary, are you going to do that? Probably not. You probably need something good, you know, something good to get Colin Sexton because he is a good player. And I think the future for him is likely sixth man for this jazz team because he does do great things. And if you can have Colin Sexton playing off the bench and just annihilating bench units, amazing. And we know that he can pass the ball. He knows how to play the offense. He understands Will Hardy's stuff and Will Hardy appreciates him. And so there's not a reason to, you don't have to trade Colin Sexton. If a team comes out here and says, we would like to give you two first round picks and good ones for Sexton, the Jazz probably think about it, you know, because they have the ability to, they have Keontae George off the bench. And you know what? It's time to start seeing what we got from um, Bryce Sensabaugh and things like that. Tonight, uh, Sexton struggled again. Um, he does find a way to score 14 points though. Uh, four for 10 from the field, one for three. He does hit, he takes five free throws and knocks them down and four assists, solid stuff. But I think there are some scouting reports out there. Teams are walling him off. And you know, those layups we were seeing a month ago where he was just blowing by guys because they were guarding him in isolation, which he's incredible in isolation. But once the scouting reports out and they're honestly guarding him a little bit like they do Giannis, you know, when Giannis gets that ball, they line up. And they just build a wall and say, you are not driving. If you are, you are crashing through three guys. And Giannis still sometimes does it. And they're kind of doing that with Sexton to take away the drive. He still is a good shooter and still finds a way to score. But, you know, we're seeing some of those um, kind of those flaws and things that sometimes happen. But I wouldn't say Colin Sexton played horrible tonight. I actually felt he played pretty well. You know, if this is a bad night where you go 40% from the field with 14 points and five free throws, four assists, that's pretty good. You know, if that's like an off night, you know, a lot different than what we were seeing from, from Colin Sexton to start the year. So it's nice to see him doing so well. Chris Dunn, man, the Jazz do not win this game without Chris Dunn. He was remarkable. And honestly, you're not trading Chris Dunn unless you get something nice. And we have not seen any trade rumors with Chris Dunn. All the rumors out there are like Colin Sexton, Jordan Clarkson, Kelly Olynyk. We are not hearing a sniff about, about Chris Dunn. And I am glad because I want Chris Dunn on the Jazz for a long time. Whatever the Jazz do next year, whatever they do three or four years from now, I want Chris Dunn on this team for the leadership, the mentality. He is a game-changing defender and he absolutely helped win this game because he's you know SGA was looking absolutely unstoppable in that second quarter just n making everything Chris Dunn comes out and slows it down and it a lot of times just stopped it 
Uh, he goes for the night three for eight from the field. You know, not the best, but he does shoot 40% from three. That's why when he gets that three ball and I see it, just, you know what? Take the shot, Chris. You're, you're a pretty decent three-point shooter. In fact, you'll be surprised if you look at his three-point percentage. He doesn't take a ton. He took five tonight and made two. That's, you know, pretty good. He is from three, 40% from three. He might be the most timid 40% three-point shooter in the NBA. He knocks them down. It's pretty crazy, you know? So he's just got to have some confidence in that. Uh, Will Hardy, I listened to his post game. He had a, a comment about Chris Dunn that I thought was amazing. He said there's two types of athletes. There's offensive athletes and defensive athletes, you know? And Chris Dunn, he said, is not the most... Uh, incredible offensive athlete. You know, he does. he's not above the rim. He's not high flyer dunking on people, things like that. Um, he is crafty and he is smart and he moves the ball and things like that. But as a defensive athlete, he is elite. His ability to just steal the ball, block shots, use his athleticism on the defensive end in just such a remarkable way. He's becoming, I mean, honestly, if he's not on the first, second, or third defensive team, it's pretty... There's something wrong. He really deserves some consideration for T. I'm, I'm not kidding. First team all defense. Why not? He might be the best guard defender in the NBA. And he got 26 minutes tonight. It was amazing. So what happens is we talk about that stretch at, to start the fourth quarter. Will Hardy sits those guys because he knew what his final lineup was going to be. And I loved it. I loved it. It was perfect. He goes He goes with a lineup to try to score on the 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 Thunder bench, and he knew that he wanted this lineup, his best defenders on the floor. Chris Dunn, Fontecchio, and Walker Kessler are on the floor. And then who fills those other spots? You have Keontae George and and Lowry Markkinen for offense. It was an awesome lineup, and it worked. It won the game. It really was awesome. It's the players doing the, the stuff, because in the end, you need the players to, to win the game. But it's the coach that knows this is the lineup we need because Chris Dunn is out there guarding the SGA, slowing him down. You have Walker Kessler stopping stuff at the rim. And then on the other end, and Fontecchio guarding the wing, who did, uh, he had one play Fontecchio did where he dived for a ball at the sideline. You know, it doesn't show up here. Although look at this, six rebounds and three assists for Fontecchio. We got to give him a little bit of flowers there. But he dove for a ball and, and it went out on OKC. And it's like one of those things that doesn't show up in a stat sheet, but Fontecchio plays hard. And that play was as big for this Jazz team to win as anything. Well, I mean, not as anything, but it was a winning play that earned the Jazz another possession. You know, every possession counts. And honestly, what makes this game so fun to me is that this was a playoff type game. It was a rock fight. There were times where just each team goes down and couldn't score. Because you have elite defense being played, players giving 100%, trying to win this game. And that's when you have coaches putting out the players that are having the best individual matchups. It's why Will Hardy is freaking amazing. By the way, I'm going into Twitter. I'm going to go in the petty folder. And there's people that said things about Will Hardy. Ooh, they don't look very good. And also the people who said things about Keontae George. Ooh, boy. Do they not look good tonight? Holy cow. Watch your backs, baby. Watch your backs. Um, but Chris Dunn defensively, and look at these numbers. You know, he scores just eight points, but look at this. Three rebounds, five assists, four steals, three blocked shots. He tied for the lead in blocked shots with Walker Kessler. He was amazing. Amazing. This type of stat line is incredible. I mean, you just you just look at the numbers here. He's just stuffing this stat sheet. 
blocks and steals, he had seven. They call them stocks. It's actually a tracking stat for like rookies and and players you want to see who do good in the NBA. Stocks, baby. The stocks were up. The stonks were up. Absolute stock master. Uh, in fact, maybe we can call Chris Dunn that the stock, the stock master. Uh, you know, I know it calls out to John Stockton, but absolutely awesome. Four steals, three blocks. That's seven stocks, man. That's crazy. All right, Keontae George. You know, Lowry Markinen. The Jazz obviously don't win this game without Lowry Markinen, and they do not win this game. Uh, without Keontae George. It's basically these three, Keontae, Chris Dunn, and Markinen. Although we got to give credit to everyone else. There were guys that made contributions. John Collins, for sure. Walker Kessler absolutely was awesome in this one. You know, nine rebounds. We only see four points, but he had three blocks. His presence on the floor just makes a big difference. But man, Keontae George hit big time threes. Look at this, six for 11 from the field, four for six from three. He has five assists in the this one. Tied for the lead in assists with Chris Dunn. He had a block, a steal, awesome stuff. There was even one possession at the end of the game where it was like, uh-oh, he was on SGA near the end of the game, and he was up for it. SGA passed out. He did not want to go after <laughs> either he was tired or he did not want to drive on Keontae George, and that's just one of those things where I tuck that away. I'm just going to remember that. Was that he was tired or are we seeing... Because there are times where I look at Keontae George and I'm like, is he a legit really good defender? Like on ball? He might be really good. We saw him stand up Giannis uh, last game like once or twice. We see him stand up on SGA, uh, guard with his chest like, like a freaking beast, like Chris Dunn style baby. Obviously Chris Dunn, and I think Chris Dunn is the best defender on the Jazz actually. I know some people would talk about Walker Kessler. I think Chris Dunn is easily, well, I don't know if easily, he's probably the best defender on this Jazz team. But I think a lineup with Chris Dunn and Keontae George, I don't think Keontae's a weakness at all defensively. I don't think at all. We saw that, and this is, by the way, I have some guys that I also, fellow YouTubers that I talk to here and there, especially the draft guys. By the way, great guys. Uh, Hoop, uh, what's his name? Hoop, not Hoop Collective, it's, can't remember. But anyways, his name's actually Keandre. Uh, Keandre watched Keontae. And one of his videos that was really good, because he does the long breakdowns, is that Keontae was a good defender at Baylor when he wanted to be. Like, in the March Madness tournament, he looked awesome defensively. He gets a big time. I mean, I know they lost that game, but it was not because of Keontae George, you know? And that was when Keontae was... Remember how Keontae at, at Baylor was over like 15 pounds over the weight he is now because he wanted to bulk up because they had him playing small forward, which was completely out of position. I mean, thank goodness for Baylor for having him eat too many cheeseburgers because he comes to Utah, loses 15 pounds. By the way, of his own volition, there was no, there was no like, what is it, nutritionist that the Jazz gave to him to do it. He just lost it on his own. And he comes into camp like 15 pounds lighter, more explosive, He's driving to the rim. He's he's more explosive getting above the rim and things like that. He's got that drive to do it. Losing that weight at that's, you know, that's not easy to do. He does it. And and it's showing. But anyways, uh Keontae George might be a good defender too. I'm not going to I'm not going to lie. I I could look at the advanced statistics. Maybe they discount what I'm saying, but from what I see, when he wants to be, he can absolutely lock up. 
You know, I don't know if he's locking up everybody, but not a weakness at all. And so it's interesting. You have that lineup of Keontae George, Chris Dunn, Markinen, Fontecchio, and Walker Kessler. And that was honestly a very good defensive lineup. That if this Jazz team is up by five and Walker, Will Hardy goes with it, might be able to just absolutely shut a team down. You know, it's why if the Jazz can get Taylor Hendricks, I mean, can you imagine a lineup with Keontae, Chris Dunn, uh, instead of Fontecchio, you put Ta Taylor Hendricks out there with Larry Markinen and Walker Kessler. I mean, good luck. That's where things start getting really exciting. And that's where things, that's why this Jazz team, I mean, I would not be surprised. If, I mean, I'm, I honestly would put a little money on it if, if where it was a sports book in Utah that Kelly Olenek gets traded. That's happening. And I think the big thing that the Jazz need to do is Taylor Hendricks needs time on the floor. Everything you hear and everything we saw when he played with the Jazz for that short amount of time is he's he's pretty much ready to start getting minutes. And you're not going to miss out on shooting. You may, you will miss out on some playmaking. And and honestly, we got to give some credit to Kelly Olynyk tonight because he was great. I mean, look at this. 10 points, 7 assists, 4 rebounds. But what you lose in some of this assists, you gain in defense. Right? Because Olynyk's not a good defender. Uh Taylor Hendricks is. We've already seen him be kind of game-changing level defense. And so that's the trade-off. And basically what happens is you're going to depend on Chris Dunn, Keontae George, and Colin Sexton to t take up that slack, especially if Jordan Cl uh, Clarkson gets traded, uh, which also seems very likely. He is, I mean, if another person, I would put a little money that uh, Jordan Clarkson is on the New York Knicks after, so, let's see, tomorrow's the 7th. After Thursday at 12 o'clock, my guess is Jordan Clarkson is going to be a New York Nick, is my guess. Uh, let's see. So anyways, have we talked about Keontae George, those big time threes, four for six, and these were in the clutch. This is on Kaysen Wallace. This is on big time defenders over the number one uh, seed in the Western Conference, Oklahoma City Thunder. It's time to start looking at him as one of the best rookies in the league, for reals. I mean, you've got Wemby and Chet. Um, and Chet, you know, he technically, but he he's a second-year player, but he is a rookie. And then, you know, I guess I could look at a list and there would be people that probably talk about Amon Thompson. Um, I know some people out there might mention Kaysom Wallace, but guess what? I think you look at tonight and what Taylor Hendricks, or not Taylor Hendricks, uh, Keontae George is being asked to do. Why can't he be the number three rookie of the year voting? Why not? Why not? Especially with what he's being asked to do. He's leading units and closing games now, and it's only going to get better. Kind of like how Walker Kessler made a late surge last year and got third in Rookie of the Year. Why can't Keontae George do the same thing? The same thing. You know? I think he can. I think he can make a late surge. He'll get more minutes once they make these trades, and I think what we saw tonight is that he's 100% ready to do it. He's got to be aggressive. He's got to play without fear because there's times where you can see he's a little bit tentative. But once the Jazz say, hey, Key, go, this is your second unit. And then who knows? Maybe he starts if they trade Colin Sexton, you know. Uh, but he's got to absolutely go. And and I'm excited to watch it. I think he's going to be so special. KO to anybody but Friante. The Thunder went down under. Go, Jazz. Convey that pick. Yes. And thank you for the $2, DWCB. Thank you so much, my friend. I agree. Um, honestly, monster win tonight for the Utah Jazz. You cannot 
undersell this win in any way. It was fantastic. Uh, Walker Kessler had a great night. And I know the numbers aren't spectacular. You know, he takes just two shots. But it's nine rebounds, three blocks, and he's a plus two. Uh, because he was part of the winning lineup that won the game. His defense is big. When he's uh, protecting that rim, it is awesome. Fantastic. Uh, there was an interesting, and let's talk about Jordan Clarkson and, and Kelly Olenek. There was an interesting point that Jazz brought in Lucas Samanich, and he's not really it. <laughs> uh, not great. But actually, good point, Dre. The per 36 with Kessler is great. Uh, you know, you look at the nine minutes, this is in just 20. That's like 15 boards, 14, 15. So, you know, when Kessler's playing great, it's amazing. It's just, you need consistent aggression from him. I just get tired of the, he gets a little passive, you know, and he gets a little down on himself if things don't go perfectly. And he's got to learn to get over that. He's got to get a little bit thicker skin. He's got to get a little bit nastier, honestly, just get a little bit meaner. And I know that's not maybe his nature, uh, but you got to be a little bit like that in this league. You just do, because there are some wolves out there and some grizzly bears and some lions and tigers and bears, oh my, that are coming to eat you. And you have to be tough. You have to be strong every night, every night, you know, you know, all those old former players that talk about the toughness and things, it's an important thing, you know. If you don't have that toughness, it's hard to get to the next level. And that's my only thing with Kessler. But in his defense, he played amazing, and he's been playing much, much better. And that lineup where they have Markin at the four and Kessler at the five is awesome. It's awesome. It really works well. <sighs> Let's see. Uh, Jordan Clarkson plays 26 minutes tonight. Like I said, I think he is most likely... Um, on in a blue and orange jersey next next you know on thursday we'll see it might not happen he goes one for six from three tonight there were times where they just needed him to make one of these and he couldn't do it the shot just has not quite been there uh and he's got to just kind of figure that out but five for 12 from the field one for six from from three and and uh will hardy went to key and and chris dunn which was 100 percent the right move you know you can't you can't have players out there that are not contributing offensively if they're not good defenders. You know, if Chris Dunn's not hitting his shots, like he goes three for eight, you're going to be okay with that because he makes up for it so much like with the stocks, you know, on the other end. And so you need, you need to be doing things on both ends. And so if Jordan Clarkson is doing this on offense and then not really great defense on the other, it's rough, you know, and I know he's hit big time shots and he's one of everyone's favorite players. One of my favorite players, to be honest, but I think at a certain point, you've just got to look ahead at what is the best for this Jazz team long-term. Like Tim McMahon said, and after talking with Jazz front office, they are going to think in terms of long-term and every move they make. And Jordan Clarkson does have two years left, so you could consider him a long-term piece. But the Jazz do have a lot of players playing. Even tonight, look at this. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten man rotation. It's just a lot. And if the Jazz do make the playoffs, you do need to tighten that up a little bit. It will tighten up, you know. And so it's better to make the trades now than, you know, and then then just have Kelly Olynyk walk for free. 
Uh, right now, Jordan Clarkson has such a tradable contract. It matches perfectly with Evan Fournier, and the Jazz are looking to get um, Grimes back, and that's just another big guard. And the Jazz may do a lot of what they do now, where they just have Grimes playing kind of that Jordan Clarkson rule next to Keontae George, or who knows, and and he's got good size, and maybe the Jazz can develop him back into what he was looking like last season. He's had a down year a little bit, so... And he's been supplanted by Dante DiVincenzo and things like that. So I wouldn't be surprised if Grimes is looking for another place to get some more time. Anyways, Quentin Grimes. Uh, so anyways, it'll be interesting. Uh, is if This is the last time Jordan Clarkson plays for the Jazz. He's been a lot of fun to have on the team. You know, shout out to Jordan Clarkson. Uh, Kelly Olynyk. I just, uh, the quote, and I wrote about it on SLC Dunk. If you are not reading SLC Dunk, what? What are you doing? By the way, if you're new here, subscribe to the channel right this moment. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. But anyways, Kelly Olynyk, uh, this is, I mean, honestly, 99% chance. I mean, there's always a chance he doesn't get traded. But my, uh, the quote from Zach Lowe on his latest podcast, by the way, go listen to it. Great podcast. Zach Lowe's latest one has a whole section on the jazz and trade deadline. But uh, I guess an opposing GM just said he would be surprised if Kelly Olynyk wasn't traded. And I just think there have been so many rumors and so many different reporters. Mark Stein has talked about this so many times uh, and multiple guys. Mark Stein, Jake Fisher, uh, you know, T Tim McMahon. I think even uh, Tony Jones has talked about this a little bit. But Kelly Olynyk has a lot of teams wanting him. And Utah is not going to buy him out. He is like, he is. if he does not get traded, Danny Ainge ain't buying him out. They'll just use him you know, and just continue the team as is. But my guess is he gets traded because he does have an expiring contract and there are some contenders out there. I mean, I was looking at the list. Uh, in fact, let's just do this right now for fun. By the way, update this. Stupid Lakers won and Chicago and Golden State. So it's a good thing the Jazz won tonight. Could have been much worse. Utah could have been uh, 25. Let's see. They would have been 25 and 27 tonight. They might have, I mean, it's a good thing they won this game. This was a big win for the Jazz in terms of play-in and playoff uh, seeding. And uh, let's see. So I'm just looking at teams that might trade for him. These teams, I doubt, you know, you're looking at, like, contenders. I think Memphis is maybe a small possibility. I don't know if they'd give the number seven pick for Kelly Olynyk. Probably not. Um, but you never know. If the Jazz want to convey their pick to Oklahoma City and then trade back in to get the number seven that would be amazing but I don't think I don't think Memphis is doing that uh you know we've seen who's been who have we seen you know maybe Atlanta possibly uh maybe not so likely uh Chicago maybe maybe Chicago would be interested because they're always kind of looking to be average <laughs> and I think Chicago's a team that maybe you can find a way to get one of their contracts they don't want to have anymore and switch them out for Olinick and maybe they re-sign him. Um let's see. I think some I think Miami is a team I'd look at that might be interested in Olinick. He played for Miami. Um he's familiar with them. They are familiar and I think I've even seen a few things about that, but Miami's a possibility. There's a lot of teams. And then of course these contenders, you know, the Lakers might be interested in Kelly Olinick. Uh Milwaukee possibly. I don't know. I don't think Milwaukee has any picks, so I doubt it. I doubt... I, it sounds like a first-round pick is kind of what Danny Ainge is wanting, according to Zach Lowe, at least. 
uh, or at least kind of what he mentioned as possibilities. Uh, maybe Oklahoma City. You know what my dream is? I doubt they do it, but if Utah could trade, you know how the Jazz are trying to convey this pick. What if they gave them Kelly Olynyk, and we just kept our pick? Does that make sense? So you know how we trade the Derek Favors trade where we traded our first to the Thunder, um, top 10 protect, protected. The Jazz are trying to convey that this year. What if you just gave him Kelly Olynyk and um, took that pick back? Might be, I mean, it might be too valuable. I think OKC probably doesn't do that, but that would be a dream scenario. Then we get our pick in this draft, which would be incredible. If they'd start losing games, you keep it. That would be amazing. You know, that would clean up our books. I think Utah might be in, willing to do something like that. In fact, they might even send them some sort of, I don't know. It's an interesting thought. You don't want to trade more picks. I don't know. But it's interesting. And I think someone like Denver or the Clippers might be interested. I, I don't think you're worried about getting the 29, although this is going to Toronto. So, And then the other team that's interested in Olenek, that's the number one team that has shown some interest is Boston. But Boston just doesn't have the assets that match. They just don't. Their players are like either too high. Um, it's just hard to make a trade work with Boston. But maybe a third team comes in or something. Uh, who knows? But Boston absolutely would love to have Kelly Olynyk. I'm sure they would. Uh, all right. Well, and let's just look at this playoff picture here. Uh, so let's go and just see where the Jazz are at playoff-wise. Um, Utah is now sitting at 10 in the play-in. They've got to keep winning to stay ahead. They're only, uh, what is this, two and a half games up on the Warriors. You've got to keep winning. I mean, that's a pretty nice little cushion, but you've got to make sure you don't drop. These are pretty solid teams. I know that, uh, look at this, the, the Mavericks are four and six in their last 10, so they're dropping a little bit. Maybe Utah can catch Dallas and Los Angeles, but... After tonight, let's see. So the Jazz strength of schedule is actually getting easier. After tonight, they had a. Uh, this takes off another big time opponent. Let's go look at the remaining schedule strength here. Utah now falls to seven, so only the seventh hardest. <laughs> it means we still have one against Boston, two against the Clippers, two against Denver, another OKC game. Oh, I don't think that was tonight. Uh, some tough ones, but the Jazz, at least they don't have the worst, which they did have like two weeks ago. <laughs> so maybe this gets a little bit easier. Who knows? It's it's crazy. It feels like the Jazz have had the toughest schedule all year. Uh, start and finish, actually. Um, nice stuff. So anyways, we'll see what happens with trade deadline. Uh, I wanted to take the day off. I cannot for work. I wanted to do just a live trade deadline show because I think that would have been fun. We did it last year, I believe. Uh, can't do it this year. So darn it would have been fun to go live and just have you guys on with me and just talk about trades and stuff. So too bad, but maybe we'll do a, a post trade deadline show. That would be fun. In fact, we'll have to do a trade deadline show because of course we got to talk about the different jazz trades. All right. I think that's everything guys. What a fun night. I hope everyone else had fun. I know I did. I had an absolute blast and everyone who was at the game. Great job. Um, awesome crowd tonight. Just incredible. You guys, the Jazz have the best home court advantage. It's not close. It's not close. The Jazz home court advantage is amazing. And you guys are the ones doing it. All right, let's give a shout out to our all-stars tonight. The members of the channel that do the most. 
Let's give a shout out to Dirty Jazz Car Wash Channel, Just Buckets, JB, Baby Elliot Matson, Christian House Money to Haas, The Outlaw, Jesse James Nelson, All the Josh You Need, Just Josh in Your Pod, Ryan Perry, The Legend, Isikali Rice, Seabay, The Man from Down Under, Yes Jake, C-Can, See Ya, Lexalator, Built for Tough, Alexander Tufts, Jorge Arrizaga, Mi Amigo de Bajo, Jordan the Goat Best Will, TGD, Total Game Domination, Tyson Price, The Price is Right, Austin R. Grant, Editor Extraordinaire, KO to anybody but Friante, DW to CB, Darren Williams to Carlos Boozer, Patrick Kubo the Connoisseur, and Robert Hall of Fame. Guys, like and subscribe to the channel. In fact, oh, I, I closed out too soon. Where is it? Where'd you go? Right there. If you haven't already liked and subscribed, what are you doing? You're a jazz fan and you haven't subscribed to the Hoopsner channel? It's the best jazz channel out there. Make sure you subscribe. If you're on the podcast, make sure you go leave a review. Share it with your friends. But go to leave a review on Apple, Spotify. Do it. I would appreciate it. All right, guys. I will talk to you next time.